Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farrakh. Knowing that Jesus can hold the entirety of the universe together, wouldn't it stand to reason that He could hold my entire life together too? I know that might sound like a rhetorical question. I I wish it were. But the reality is, is that we don't have Jesus in His rightful place, which explains why it is that our life is in such chaos. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. With social media and the disconnect in today's world, it's easy to put up a mask and pretend like you have life figured out. But when it comes down to it, you know in your heart that you don't have it together, not even close. Pastor J.D. teaches in today's message that Jesus is the one who holds it all together. When your life revolves around Him, you'll notice a life-changing difference. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor JD in the book of Colossians chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our sanctification in effect proves and authenticates our salvation. If we remain steadfast, after we've been saved, our sanctification in being presented holy, without spot, without blemish, in effect, validates, authenticates our salvation in the first place. That's what he's saying. Actually, This explains why some who make a profession of faith, maybe many years ago, but you never really see any fruit in their lives, they say, hey, I I prayed the prayer. And you look at their life and you go, you did? (laughs) I mean, you know, it reminds me of that Sunday school song, if you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. In other words, fruit will begin to show. Fruit will begin to grow. And I'm personally of the belief that when someone says, yeah, I went forward at that, you know, event, that crusade, and many years ago, and I prayed the prayer, I'm a Christian, and there's no sanctification to authenticate the professed salvation then to me, I truly believe they were really never born again to begin with. They were really never saved to begin with. I like how one commentator explained it. He said, it is important for Christians to continue in godly conduct, but we are not saved by our godly conduct. So it's even more important for Christians to continue in the truth of the gospel because we are saved by grace through faith. That's salvation. And at the point of salvation, God the Holy Spirit indwells us and it begins that process of regeneration and 
sanctification subsequent to the salvation. Now, that might be one takeaway from the text, but there's another very important truth that I would like to spend the rest of our time focusing on. It's that of how Jesus holds everything together in my life when He's in His rightful place at the center of my life. There's another if, I guess you could say. In other words, if Jesus is in His rightful place on the throne of my life, as the Lord of my life, and please let's delineate between Lord and Savior. You know, many Christians, Jesus is their Savior, but truth be made known, Jesus is not their Lord. Jesus is not at the center of their lives. Jesus, the person of Jesus Christ, is not the most important person in their lives. Think of it this way. It's a good illustration I heard and totally plagiarized. It goes like this. <laughs> the sun, S-U-N, in our solar system, all of the planets, specifically planet Earth, revolve around the sun. You know that if that sun, S-U-N, was not in the exact place that it is, forget about it. Sorry if I went a little bit New York on you, but forget about it. Everything is now in chaos. One has stated that there is proof if the sun were even just a little bit further we freeze. If the sun was a little bit closer, we fry. The sun is in the perfect place, and everything revolves around the sun, S-U-N. You know where I'm going with this, right? So too is this true for the sun, S-O-N, when he is in his rightful place, and our world revolves around Him, no chaos, everything's in order. He holds everything together. Think of it this way. All decisions in your life, all relationships in your life, all the things that you do in your life, the person that you talk to the most and spend the most time with in your life. Who is that person? Is it Jesus? If so, then that is, if you will, the litmus test by which you know that Jesus is Lord of your life at the center of your life. He holds it all together. What if I told you that Jesus Christ, as Creator, literally holds everything together in the entire universe? Jesus, as Creator, created the heavens and the earth 
and the sea and all that in them is. Let that sink in. And what were you worried about again? No, no. (laughs) Maybe I should speak for myself here. I mean, so many times, I hope you don't think less of me when I'm being this transparent with you, but so many times, you would think I would know better. You know, something will happen in my life, and I'm freaking out, oh God, what, how's this, how, what am I going to do? And I never imagined God in heaven going, wait, what, what happened? When, when did this happen? I had no idea. You, no, God, you're supposed to know everything. What do you mean? He's seated on the throne, not pacing back and forth in front of the throne, going, I don't know, what are we going to do? And he's so gentle with me. I think he has to be. And he'll just remind me ever so lovingly, ever so gently. You know, I created the entire universe, of which the universe that you're in is but a invisible, even smaller than a microscopic speck in comparison to the vastness of the universe that I created. You know the stars that you see at night? There are so many of them, they are actually equal in number to the numbers of sands on the seashore. Now if that doesn't bug your mind, think about this. I not only created them, I actually named every single one of them. And get this, the prophet Isaiah says that God thinks about us that much. How much? He thinks about us, His thoughts are directed towards us, are as numerous as the sands on the seashore and the stars in the sky. And it's like the Lord saying to me, you're concerned about that? And here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the problem, and the more I look at the problem, the bigger the problem gets. I mean, you, when you started with a thing, it was kind of small, and then before you know it, this thing is so big, and now you're looking at this thing, go, oh, man, this thing is... And in making that so big, you made your God so small. I think about Jesus so many times in the Gospels, and I never imagine Him saying it with a harsh tone, or an angry tone. I think it was just grief and even pity. He felt sorry for the disciples. He's like, why is your faith so little when your God is so big? Don't you realize that I not only created this whole thing, but I actually hold it all together? You don't think I can hold this together? You don't think I can put this together? You don't think I can work this out? Do you know who you're dealing with here? Do you know who I am? (laughs) I am. Here's the truth. Jesus literally holds the entire creation, all of the universe together. And (laughs) this fact 
has been and remains a profound enigma in the world of science and physics. They don't have the answer to what holds everything together. It's still a mystery, but we do. The answer is in the Word of God. The answer is in our text this morning, and it's also in Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews chapter 1, the first part of verse 3 says, the sun, S-O-N, is the gleaming brightness of God's glory. He is the exact likeness of God's being. And then listen to this. He uses His powerful word to hold all things together. That's what's holding everything together. Ray Steadman, author, evangelist, pastor, with the Lord now, of this wrote, that is an amazing statement. It is put in the present tense saying that He is the one who is keeping things going right now. Then he goes on to write about Stanford University. He says, there at Stanford University is the site of a linear accelerator, a mighty two mile long atom smasher. It is a great lever with which scientists try to pry the lid off the secrets of matter and discover what is in the miniature world of the atom, the neutron, and the proton. Linear accelerator scientists have discovered a complexity they never dreamed of, and they have found particles that they cannot even invent enough names for. But one thing they are consistently discovering is that there is some strange force that holds everything together. They do not know what to call it, (laughs) and they do not know how to identify it. They talk about a kind of cosmic glue that holds things together. Isn't it fascinating that here in the Word of God you have that exact kind of terminology used of Jesus? If you want a name for the force that holds the universe together, it is very simple. It's not what, it's who. (laughs) His name is Jesus. He sustains the universe by His powerful Word. Another commentator explained it this way. He says there's an interesting law of science known as Callum's law of electricity, which says that like charges repel. You can prove this law by pushing the positive ends of two magnets toward each other, and you feel them repel each other. Opposite charges attract, like charges repel. But here's a great mystery. (laughs) In the nucleus of the atom, protons are packed together that are positive charged particles. 
What keeps these positive charged protons from repelling like magnets? What holds them together? Science doesn't know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> we were talking on Thursday night in the Psalms, where the psalmist declares, I am wiser than all of my teachers. They're, they're so knowledgeable, but they're fools. I am wiser because why? You taught me. You taught me, Lord. Anyway, I just, forgive me, I indulge me, because this is one of those times where as a Bible teacher, I get to feel smarter than those that know quantum physics. <laughs> so what holds them together? Science doesn't know. You can study quantum physics and learn lots of theories, yet to this day it's a mystery to scientists, but not to believers. For Scripture tells us the real answer. It is Jesus Christ who holds all things together. And, this is interesting, the day is coming when suddenly He will let go. And He refers to Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10, which we talk about on occasion in our Bible prophecy updates. It's a very interesting and even detailed explanation of what's going to happen at the time of the end. And it is suggested that when Jesus lets go of that which He holds together, namely the universe, He holds everything together, then everything is just going to melt from the intensity of the heat of all of those. And please, you'll forgive me, I just, the, I don't know what the difference between protons and neurons, and I, I know what a moron is, <laughs> but I don't, anyway, so, but when all of those things, <laughs> when, he, when he lets go, boom, that's it, that's it. Listen to this, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. And the elements, all of those ons elements, <laughs> will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. When does that happen? When he says, okay, time's up going to just let go. That's it. I want to close with a question that I think we'd all do well to consider. Knowing that Jesus can hold the entirety of the universe together, wouldn't it stand to reason that He could hold my entire life together too? I know that might sound like a rhetorical question. I, I wish it were. But the reality is, is that we don't have Jesus in His rightful place, which explains why it is that our life is in such chaos. That's why it is that everything is falling apart. You know, I um, maybe a couple, three months ago now, I started doing this really dorky thing. I say dorky because I hope that's a word that 
you know, you young people are like, what's that? Well, forget about it. You guys are, <laughs> you guys have your own words now. <laughs> One of which is sick. I can never get over this. I'll never forget when my kids first started saying sick. Wow, that's sick. I'm like, who, who got sick? Because, you know, in our day, sick was not a good thing. But apparently sick is a good thing. Listen, you know Jesus is coming back when sick is good. Okay, I'm just, anyway, I digress. So this is a, a dorky thing. Okay, so I have five, there are five in my family. And I picture this this way. So my left hand is us. My firstborn son Elias, my secondborn son Levi, my daughter Sabia, my wife Kelly, and then myself last. That makes five. Which by the way, there are 25 relationships in a family of five. I'll let you do the math. And we wonder why, <laughs> oh God, I need you to keep my family together. There are 25 relationships in my family. Okay, so that, this explains a lot. I have the scars to prove it. Okay, so, and the loss of hair as well, but enough of my problems. Okay, so I, here's my family. Here's my need. Here's my God. He holds me together and my family together in the palm of His hand. So the way I do it is I bring my family to Him, and He holds us tightly together in the palm of His hand, as the psalmist would, would write. And I pray for each individual in my family, my, myself last, and I imagine God, I, I got it. I got it. Uh, my, my son, I, I got it right here. My daughter, especially my daughter. <laughs> I'm just praying that Jesus comes back before she gets married <laughs> at age 40. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm serious. <laughs> my wife, my wife of 30 years, the wife of my youth, the love of my life. Oh, my wife. And then myself. And it's like, oh God, you got it. You've, you're keeping us together. You're holding it all together. If it weren't for you. Here's the bottom line. Jesus can and will hold me together emotionally, physically, mentally, and of course spiritually, if, if He is at the center of my universe. Is He? We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but that doesn't mean you have to stop learning from God's Word. We encourage you to study the Scriptures for yourself, taking Pastor J.D.'s message here in Colossians to the source and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal His truth to you. You'll always benefit from spending time in the Word. Are you part of a community of believers? If you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family can be a source of support and comfort, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. 
This is also a place you can serve and encourage others too, and where you can be challenged to dive deeper into your relationship with Christ. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers. Come join us at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. Just click on Home. There's a lot to discover at our website. You'll find more messages from Pastor J.D.'s Colossians series, along with links to our mobile app and social media pages. You can even listen to the latest Mideast prophecy update from Pastor J.D., a look at the current events in this world and how they line up with Scripture. That website, one more time, is inspiritandtruthradio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth. Holding me true to 